And all this pain I wonder if my life could really change I wonder if my life could really change I
Good morning, NBCC. We are so excited to have you here with us this Sunday morning. Something that makes us an amazing church is that we serve together. If you're interested in serving and you want to get some more information, go ahead and text SERVE to the number on your screen so that we can get you involved. If you're new with us this morning, we want to connect with you. So go ahead and text CONNECT to the number on your screen and fill out that CONNECT card so that we can get in touch. Just because the music has ended doesn't mean our worship has to. We want to continue in worship this morning through giving. We try to make this as easy as possible for you, so you can either go to our mobile app or our website to give. Pastor Mike has some amazing things in store from the Word today, and we want to hear what it's all about, so let's head on over. Hey, so glad you're back with us here at Missionville Christian Church. We are going to be in the Word today together. I'm excited about this series that we've entitled Jesus Uncensored. I just believe that um, most of us, we want to see a breakthrough. Most of us want to see miracles. We want to see a real move of God. I mean, a real change where we see God moving and we're excited about that. And most importantly, we're engaged in that. But I think for a lot of us, we miss what God wants to do because we stay really comfortable. For those of us who have said yes to Jesus Christ, I, I, I just want to encourage you today that Jesus had some really tough stuff that he said. He had some deep, deep devotional kind of callings that he calls to those who are saying yes to Jesus Christ. And I want to encourage you to kind of drop your preferences, drop the pride, drop the ego, drop the way, well, we think it should this be, be this way, or this is the way I like it. But Jesus, I just really want to hear from you and I will obey you at any cost. I hope that your heart catches up to where the word is today because I believe that there is blessing and a breakthrough waiting when we step out of our comfort zone. I think what we do oftentimes before we get into Mark chapter 1, we're going to be verses 1 to 15, is we, um, after we accept Jesus, we get kind of comfortable. We uh, move into a place where we make our own cultural Jesus. And what I mean by that is we like a Jesus who doesn't require too much of us. We want to follow a Jesus who really doesn't ask too much of us. We, we want to follow a Jesus who really doesn't ask for a deep devotion and worship and, and repentance and, and just falling on our faces before God and just asking God, whatever you want to do with my life, God, I am completely wholly available. What we really want, and if we're honest and real, is that we want a Hallmark Jesus. We want a Jesus that just gives a Hallmark card that tells us everything is wonderful, everything is great, just kind of step into a few things and I'll make your life great and I'll take all your problems away. We want the baby Jesus in the manger who really doesn't ask us for a total surrender and devotion to him. Contrary to that, I see a Jesus in the Gospels in some places that he walks into a temple. Do you remember this? He literally walks into the temple that was, was, was built for the place of, of, of people worshiping God. And he sees people in the name of God ripping people off literally of their money. Um, he sees people that are overlooked, disenfranchised, the poor, the naked, the unclothed, those who don't have enough to live on. And they're in the temple giving their offerings to God. And the religious people are the ones that are ripping people off. Jesus goes into that setting and he starts overturning the tables. He throws out the ATM machines. He drives out everyone, not harming anyone, but making a statement that this is not the way my house was destined to be. This you have made into a den of thieves. But my house shall be called a house of prayer and a house of worship for everyone. You are, are, your, father, are of your father, the devil, he says to the Jewish leaders. You whitewashed tombs. Jesus gave some tough commands, man. And what we do is we paint a Jesus that doesn't really ask too much. 
Think about this. Jesus said, love your enemies and pray for the people who hate you. Don't get revenge on them. Don't scheme against them. And even further, Jesus says, throw a party when people persecute you of my name. If you hate somebody, you've already committed murder. If you lust after someone else, someone else's wife, someone else's husband, you've already committed adultery in your heart, man. If you do not forgive other people, God will not forgive you. Do not judge or you will be judged with the same judgment you are judging others. See what we do? We take these things that we really don't like and we justify and we say, well, Jesus really didn't mean that. And what we do is we censor Jesus. I pray, my prayer is that today we take the censors off of Jesus and we just hear him, whatever he's saying today. And our one passion, our one goal, our one desire is to say, yes, Lord, whatever you want, I'm in. Now, the writer, the Gospel of Mark, he really, most scholars believe that he was dictated by the Apostle Peter, inspired by the Holy Spirit as Mark wrote down this account. And Mark gets right into it here in chapter 1, verse 1, through giving us an account of this amazing guy named John the Baptist who God was preparing already to bring the good news and also to call God's people to repent because Jesus was now coming to the earth to save the world. So we'll here pick it up here in verse 1. In the beginning of the good news about Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God, as it is written in the Isaiah the prophet. Now notice that Isaiah the prophet, this was written 700 years before Jesus was even born. And here we have a direct prophecy that God was preparing the world by giving John the Baptist, who would prepare the way for Jesus coming to the world to save the world. And this is what he said. I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. I just want us to, to, to not miss the fact that God was already preparing you to meet Jesus in a powerful way, a life-changing way. Now let's pick it up here as we're just talking about the preparation of John the Baptist. But before we do that, it's really important that when we read the Bible, we, we notice words, phrases, patterns, context. Notice that in verse 4, we're going to read in just a second, that John came. In verse 7, after me one will come. In verse 9, Jesus came. Then in verse 11, a voice came. And then verse 14, angels came. I just want you to highlight that, make a note there, because these are things that we're going to pick out right out of the text here. So, and verse 4 says, And so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And the whole Judean countryside, everyone from the countryside, all the people of Jerusalem went out to him, confessing their sins. They were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John, the Baptist, wore clothing made of camel's hair, a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locust and gluten-free wild honey. And this was his message. After me comes one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I am not even worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you on this moment with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit power. If we're going to move from comfort to blessing and breakthrough. The first thing, there's four words I want you to just grab onto here through this study. The first one is preparation. Please write that down. Remember this. This just put it back in your mind so that the Holy Spirit will have something to grab onto. Am I preparing and practicing a godly life and moving out of my comfort zone so that I can experience the breakthrough and the blessing that I want to see God do in my life? You know what's really cool about this? is that when we read this text 
and verse 9, we're going to pick it up here. Jesus came from this little podunk town called Nazareth. That's where he was raised. Nobody knew Nazareth. Nobody even knew what came out of Nazareth. So let's pick it up in verse 9, and I want to talk about the significance of that. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descended on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, whom I love, and with you I am well pleased. And at once the Spirit sent him out into the wilderness, and he was in the wilderness 40 days being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals, and angels attended him. Notice here that before the miracles, before the blinded eyes were opened, John was preparing the way for Jesus to come and save the world. Jesus' preparation started in Nazareth. Nazareth, as I mentioned, was a no-name place. In fact, they even had a saying about this little town of Nazareth, can anything good come out of Nazareth? But this epic plan that God had to save every single one of us spiritually, emotionally, physically, calling us to wholeness and salvation... Here's the question I have. Will you allow the Holy Spirit, if you're a follower of Christ, to take you through a time of preparation? We don't like that because we want God to move and then we'll obey. But God is saying, I want to prepare you for something great. You know, I, I just think of that little town of Nazareth. And, and, and we might be saying today, you might be listening to this or watching this, thinking in your mind, can anything good come out of my broken home? Can anything good come out of my parents divorcing? Can anything good come out of the fact that I was neglected and abused as a child? Can anything good come out of the cancer treatments? Can anything good come out of the broken heart, the failure? Can anything good come out of the relapse that I experienced? I just want to stop and say this. Great things can come out of small places. Great things, amazing things, mighty things that God wants to do comes out of a humble place. If we're willing to follow Jesus, we've got to be willing to get out of our comfortable place, the place that we like, the place that we like and feel right about being safe and say, okay, God, prepare my heart, prepare my life for whatever you want to do. The second thing I see here in this text is validation. So we got preparation. Second is now validation. Jesus was baptized out of obedience. Think about this for a second. Jesus didn't need to be baptized what in the world is Jesus, the Son of God, God in flesh, who never sinned? Why is he down in the waters of baptism? And we know because of the scripture is true, and we know because God gave us a scripture as a gift that Jesus stood before John in Matthew and said, look, man, we got to do this because it fulfills all righteousness. Jesus obeyed the Father. Jesus obeyed the Word because he knew that the Father always had his best interest at heart. See, what we do is we want validation and then we'll obey. We want peace. We want the feeling. We want the presence of God and then we'll give it all to Jesus. Notice that this, the dove in this, the, the form, the Holy Spirit in the form of a dove, meaning God's presence, his peace over Jesus, validating that this is the Son of God, whom I love and I am well pleased in him. Notice that that came after Jesus came up out of the water. What we want is we want all the blessings and breakthroughs. God, fix my life, fix my problems, and then I'll surrender everything. It doesn't work that way. Jesus obeyed first. John obeyed first, and then they got the blessing. Then the breakthrough will come. 
So here's the action point I want on all this. Stop waiting till you feel it and then do it. Stop waiting to feel it and then you'll obey God. Well, you know, when I make, you know, an extra 10 grand a year, then I'll give more to the kingdom of God. You know, when, I, when I'm just at the right time, then I'll, I'll give God my addiction. You know, I'll, I'll just really give God that time and really get into a community group, a life group at Mission Vale Christian Church. After, you know, I feel it or the presence of God. No, just obey him and then the validation will come. I think a lot of us are waiting. We're waiting for God to do something and he's waiting on us to simply just obey him. Number three is this, temptation. Remember now, Mark is our guide. I love this guy. Peter most likely dictated the stories and experiences of Jesus he had for three years. Mark writes it down, you know, in a fast-paced, at once, suddenly kind of atmosphere. And it says, verse 12, at once the Spirit of the Lord led him into the desert for 40 days to be tempted. Why in the world would the Holy Spirit lead Jesus to the devil? I thought Jesus said, lead us not into temptation. Seems like a contradiction, but it's really not. It was not a setup for failure. It was a setup for preparation and practice to rely on the Father. We may ask, why is this happening to me? Why is there so much temptation around me? Ever feel like, you know, when you go down to the beach, you jump in the water and it just seems like one set just coming after another and it never ends. And temptation may be that way. It's like, bombarded by temptation all the time, saying, God, where are you? But God is preparing you for something, or I believe he's preparing you for someone. God may bring someone into your life that he wants to move on you to bring someone to Jesus Christ. And unless you've been during this, in this time of preparation and temptation and understanding the validation that you are his child, you are his chosen, and he will never leave you, he will never abandon you, unless we have these things in, in our repertoire, if you will, inside of our spirit, we're going to miss an opportunity to see the demonstration and power of God. We are going to miss the breakthrough. We are going to miss the blessing unless we're willing to obey and just trust him. I believe wholeheartedly that God wants to show you and display his power. I, I do believe that with all my heart. God wants a revival to happen more than we do. God loves the world more than we do. But oftentimes, I believe God is waiting on his people to just obey and get out of your comfort zone, which leads to number four, demonstrate. The way we, speaking to Christ followers here, the way we live matters to the smallest of decisions to the biggest ones. It matters how we live. People are watching. Non-believers are watching us. Unchurched people who left the church because they were burned, because they made a bad decision in the church, because the leader fell. For whatever reason, we got a lot of people out there who knew the Lord, but they left the church. They don't want anything to do with church and they're watching us. And I don't say that to make us paranoid, Christ followers, paranoid or afraid or watching every move or, gosh, I can't do this because someone might be. I'm just talking out of, a, out of a freedom that God will bring when we really get serious and demonstrate God's love to those who need it the most. What the world does not need are Christians who have all the answers, 
who have all the justification, who have all the hypocritical living, who are just living halfway for Jesus. What we need are people who are completely surrendered in total devotion and we're willing to move out of our comfort zone and demonstrate, not talk about the love of God, but demonstrate the love of God. Some of the most dry places in my life, when I look over my life over the last 30 years of following Jesus, some of the most dry, wastelanded places in my life have been, I look back now, the most productive, most spirit-filled moments because I had to rely on Jesus. He's all I had. So here's, in demonstration, what I want us to do. Step out in faith when it's hard, when we're at our best comfort place, when we have everything in place, we say, I really don't need God. That is the best time to step out and obey Jesus. It was 1976 when their names were Bob and Nancy. They lived in a small town in Montana. And in their neighborhood, there was a family that unfortunately and tragically verbally abusing their children. Night after night, they would hear the screams, they would hear the yelling, they would hear the, 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 the dishes crashing, and they just couldn't take it anymore. So they made the call to the state. Through those children being removed out of, their, out of that, their parents' home, which was unsafe, for a period of time, they were so convicted that this was going on in their state of Montana that they decided to become foster parents. And they said, Lord, we're going to trust you. Don't even have two nickels to rub together. We're living in this two-bedroom little place. We're going to trust you that you're going to provide. And they decided to give their lives to children who were being abused. Through that experience, year after year, is that the child would come into their home and six months later, the child would be taken out into another foster care parent. And they said, we're not making any headway in this. And they heard God speak, I want you to start a place called Pine Haven Christian Children's Ranch. I will take care of your needs if you will step out in faith and do it. They didn't wait for a feeling. They didn't wait for a call. They just, they heard God and then they went out and did what God called them to do, even though they didn't have as I said, two nickels even to rub together. 5,000 children later, 40 years of ministry, <laughs> almost every single child who comes to Pine Haven Children's Ranch accepts Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Now there's an 1,100-acre ranch. I've, I've seen it with my own eyes. It's absolutely amazing. And to say that this all just happened because, well, God just did it. Yes, God did it, but he did it because there were two people, Bob and Nancy, who are willing to say, God, we trust you. We will act in faith. We will obey you even though the money's not there, even though the resources aren't there. We will trust you and do what you've called us to do. Look at the thousands of lives that are changed. You know, next week, a team from Missionville Christian Church are going to be traveling there by plane for an entire 10 days to go out there and serve children and serve those house parents on that 1,100 acre ranch. Why? Because they're willing to step out of their comfort zone, believing that God is going to do something great. They're leaving their comfort zone, just like Jesus left the comfort zone of heaven so that you and I could be saved, man. The greatest thing that could ever happen to us is that we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And then once we receive him and repent of our sins and we get right with God and get serious with God and get real with him, now as we're willing to follow him, he's looking for obedience. He's not looking for a feeling. He's not looking for us to wait. He's looking for hearts that are willing to say yes. So here's the deciding factor. Will you, will I step out in obedience 
even when we don't want to. Through preparation, validation, you are loved by God, you are his child, nothing will ever change that. Through, yes, even going through a time of temptation, but even watching then God demonstrate his love and power as we say yes. And I hope this has been convicting. I hope it's been a little offensive. I hope it's been pushing us out of our comfort zone. And if you feel like, hey, this is something somebody can do use, I, I hope that maybe you share this on social media. We're always here on Sunday morning, 10 a.m. I hope that uh, we'd love to have you here and just hope that God blesses you today. And uh, this, if you want to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, this is the moment you can accept Christ. We would love to help you in your first steps at MVCC. You can go to mvcchome.org and uh, we'll see you here next week at MVCC, Jesus Uncensored. Thank you.